www.franchising.com. Well, at least we have this, Ryan, right? Uh, Hi. 6.09 on this Tuesday. It's August 27th. I think I deserve better. Don't we all? <laughs> it is your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 792 Sons. Most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, primary day. We'll see what happens. You got three, uh, three dopey Dems, one socialist in uh, Regina Romero. And uh, whoever wins that will go against uh, uh, Ed Ackerley, the independents. So there's that, which is nice. Okay. Good luck. And there's some city council races. Good. Don't ask me. I, I Do it. I just, I, I get it. I get it. Anyway, second thing that I think you need to know um, is that, uh, do you remember these things called the uh, Confucius Institutes? The Chinese government infiltrated universities all around the country, uh, giving them money and saying, we want to have a, a, a Confucius University about Chinese culture, blah, blah, blah. It's all about spying. It's a big story. Like in the, I think it was the Washington Free Beacon about that several years ago. Um, it, it, ASU has one. U of A has one. Um, well, apparently the Trump administration said Pentagon will no longer help fund these things. Yay. So ASU has closed down their Chinese government center, the Confucius Institute, but the U of A's is still open. We'll do more on that coming up. Third thing uh, that I think you need to know uh, is that I received an email from a, a U of A student who's a listener. He forwarded me the welcome back from Bob Robbins, U of A president. Damn glad to meet you. Uh, and in this welcome back, now this is awesome. This is awesome. I'm going to read it exactly to you. Um, living our values is a true priority, which is why a university-wide team has been working throughout the summer on a number of efforts to support our community in Arizona and foster a culture of listening and compassion. Yes, we will continue the Campus Conversation Series. Yep. Wasn't there only one? Mic check! Sorry. Mic check! I have a question. Mic check! Sorry. Mic check! Point of personal preference of socialistic views with twinkles or Pizza. something. What are they? What are they? Yeah, three things I think you need to know. Yeah, they're doing this now again. We had it live when we had Brandon Judd and Art Del Cueto in studio. We had a lot of fun with that. The next day, we played like a gazillion sound bites. These people are insane. They're nuts. And here you go. Here's more. We will continue the campus conversation series that began in the spring. Along with efforts in other areas, ready for this, including diversity and inclusion training for senior leaders. Oh, diversity and inclusion. Except for those Border Patrol agents, of course, that we're told get the hell out of here in all kinds of different languages. Uh, support for our immigrant student population. Support, it means illegal, because who doesn't support immigrants, right? Um, and clarification of federal law enforcement presence on campus. Claire, what clarification is that? Are they going to set up smoke signals? Is there going to be, like, text alerts? Like, Border Patrol is on campus. Border Patrol is on... Like, Whoop, go like, hide. What? Go so, hide. No, again, are you serious? So, this work, he writes, this is Bob Robbins, damn glad to meet you. This work has depended on contributions from students, faculty, and staff, and I'm grateful to everyone who was involved. I hope you participate when the series begins this semester, and I encourage you to learn more. 
campusconversations.arizona.edu. Oh, yeah, it's back. Here we go. And if you go to that site, campusconversations.arizona.edu, it says, we are listening. I love this. My favorite statement. Our diverse community is our greatest strength. Why? Explain that, Bobby. We want to hear from the campus community about how we can continue to create a support, a supportive and inclusive environment. How inclusive were they that students actually invited? Now, remember, if you don't, if you weren't listening, I, I wish you were. Back in April, it was in April, right? It was in April. A couple of Border Patrol agents were invited on career day to speak to criminal justice majors about the job. And they invited other law enforcement, other involved in. And they're just in the classroom and they're just yakking it up with the students, talking about what they do. And then some, what the hell is that Um, chick's name again? Oh, man, I forgot her. Uh, Nutjob, McNutjob. My apologies to Irish people. I shouldn't have said that. Yes, here we go. So this nutjob chick who's a U of A student, wasn't expelled, walks by, sees the border agents just leaning on the desk, like in the front of the room, like at the front of it, leaning back, sitting on it, talking to the students. They're engaged. They're, they're sitting back, uh, you know, talking about things. And this this uh, nut job chick, it's probably Latin X chick, uh, shows up and starts, oh, the door's open, and starts yelling these things at these border agents. Here we go. I don't know who allowed the murder patrol. Murder patrol. Murders mm. into campus where I pay to be here. Mm. And they allow murderers to be on campus where I pay to be here. Murders on campus. Murders on campus. This is supposed to be a safe space for students, but they allow an extension of the KKK into campus. An extension of the KKK into campus. And remember this? Remember this? Uh, Charges were dropped. U of A never did any. There was no discipline involved in these students. They weren't suspended. Nothing happened. Scott free. Yeah. And Bob Robbins' idea was to come everyone down by having this BS thing called a campus conversation uh, that was, let's let the crazies get on the mic and talk about how bad Border Patrol is and how bad Bob Robbins is for allowing them on the campus. Um, the people that he wanted to appease started ripping into him, which I was totally cool with. Uh, and, and anyway, a couple of other nut job chicks showed up and followed the border agents around. This happened. That's inclusive. In this uh, little thing on campusconversations.arizona.edu, it's written, creating an, creating an inclusive campus environment requires listening, collaboration, and responsiveness, and we are committed to doing this work. We understand that divisions and inequities exist in our society. Inequities, huh? It's not, it's not, it's inequity. It's, it's not equal that everyone here is, not everyone's illegal, right? Not everyone's legal. So it's just not fair. Although our country may seem polarized, we aspire to create a learning environment where we can engage with one another to share viewpoints and explore ideas. By the way, totally unfair to the other students that were in the criminal justice club that wanted to find out about this. Yeah. And they, they wanted to find out about the job itself and what, what's entailed. And other students in that building that had to listen to this garbage? Yeah. Um, we know that great solutions come from hearing each other's unique perspectives, and there is much we can learn from one another. 
from one other, it says. Uh, there will be times of disagreement. We can approach these interactions with empathy and compassion to force a community of care and connection. Oh, barf. So uh, it says here, September 27th, a month from now, Campus Conversations three-day facilitator training. What? October 16th, 1 p.m. That's from 9 to 5, by the way. 1 p.m., October 16th, Campus Conversations opening event. Testimonio, empowerment and connection through story. So what is it going to be? You know what it's going to be? Open borders are needed. Illegals aren't illegal. If you think that, you're a racist. And we're here to tell you, you should feel bad about all this. But I don't. I know. You're one of them non-white racist people and stuff like that. You're one of them non-white white supremacists. Well, if you're allowed to break the law willy-nilly yep that law and they can they can why can't i go you know hold up a bank or something and be like willy-nilly well that's if you're here illegally you might be able to i i don't but i'm here legally i know then you lose don't I, that's inequality I, where's course, the inequity there's <laughs> that that is an inequity so it says here the really quick the three-day facilitator training <laughs> first one and september 27th 9 to 5 p.m and by the way anything ever happened to that uh, u of a employee that led those girls there they knew who he was. No. Of course not. Bob Robbins, damn glad to meet you. You got a raise. You, should, you literally need to not donate to the U of A. No more gifts. And we had a bunch of people emailing us, calling us, telling us that they said they're done. They're done giving money to the school. Uh, but apparently didn't do enough. He's got to keep on going. So the three-day facilitator training. Ready? We'll do more on this later, but it says here, this ex- experiential evidence-based training is for U of A employees who are interested in facilitating campus conversations, small group dialogues. Now it's small, so we can't we can't just play it live on the radio again. Or bridging the or the bridging differences programs in the spring. The concepts and skills developed in the training will help employees further their work to promote inclusion on campus. It'll involve sharing personal experiences, hearing the experiences of others, critical critical self-reflection. That means White people, you're white person, you're racist, you're privileged. That's the critical self-reflection. You You must realize that. Yes, exactly. And feel bad. Um, Participants learn how to manage issues of identity and power within dialogue experiences they facilitate. Each cohort will have a maximum number of 15 participants to ensure sufficient time for practice and role-playing. This is what they're dealing with. And you want to know why? There was a story in one one of the TV stations about students uh, leaving the school with a bunch of debt. There you go. You got to pay these nitwits. Um, you can you can contact Teresa Graham Brett if you want to take part in that. Oh yeah, phenomenal stuff. It's great. Said no one. Who is this person? I've never seen this name before. On the event that takes place, Campus Conversation opening event, October 16th, Testimonio, Empowerment and Connection Through Story, picture of a woman, draw, DRA period, next name Aurora, next name Chang. DRA period, not doctor, draw. As in a a title? Yeah, because then it says through our stories or, or testimonials. We can we can find empowerment and connection. Draw Aurora Chang will share her personal testimonial. Draw so it's draw Chang over and over and over. Wait till you hear about this one. 
Holy crap. And I'll uh, tell you what, what, yeah, you, oh, yeah, she's a website too, huh? There you go. Yeah, I, yeah, again, the, the way she describes herself is awesome. <laughs> it's, it feels so good when you describe yourself this way. You know, what? Why don't we just become snake oil salespeople <laughs> and be a part of this kind of it's stuff? It's not bad. Because they are making money. It's not bad. Like, like all right. <laughs> so we have that. We also have a story. I just have a story about, uh, you know how U of A, and maybe you're new to the show, mm. we broke this story. We had it. Somebody sent us the actual information. Um, but uh, they did the ouch oops thing. They're, they're, they have two people in charge of diversity and inclusion at the U of A. Uh, they make two hundred fourteen grand and two hundred fifteen grand a year, and uh, what the hell's the guy? Uh, Jesus Trevino is the guy. He wrote up the ouch oops that if somebody is saying something in class that somebody else finds offensive, you say ouch. The person who said it says oops, and you have a talk about what happened. Well, apparently another university is doing uh, the same thing. I'll get you all that six twenty three. Do not go anywhere. It's on KNST. Just so you know, you can listen at home by telling Alexa play KNST on iHeartRadio. Yeah, enjoy the stimulation. What's up? 628, Gary Lewis with you. Come on, let's do it. Yeah, baby. KNST AM 792 songs. Most stimulating talk. If you go to my Facebook page and like it and follow it, you'll see the link to the campus conversation with the description of this chick that I'm about to show you. Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it. 80 out right now. Going to be hot. And apparently there's a chance of storms. Um, could be drying out today, but we could have a, a chance isolated showers and thunderstorms tomorrow through the weekend. So watch out for that. It's going to be what? Hot. No, it's going to be what? Stormy. It's going to be what? Stormy. <laughs> there you have it. 107 today. So, uh, <laughs> stormy horse face. I love it. There you go. So this person named draw a draw period, Aurora Chang. She is going to lead the first, uh, campus conversation this year, October 16th on the U of a campus. And here's her description. Once an undocumented immigrant from Guatemala, of course, And raised in Richmond, California, that's where uh, activist Magnus uh, was a chief before this, in a family of eight, draw period Chang now considers herself a hyper-documented professor. Oh, graduate of Berkeley, Stanford, and the University of Texas at Austin, draw period Chang is currently an associate professor and director of the higher education program at Loyola University, Chicago. Wow. Wow. So you come to this country illegally, you get lucky enough to, to I, I guess, get this great education, and then you become the uh, the director of higher edu- associate professor and director of higher education at Loyola University in Chicago. So you can influence the way people are taught to try to change their outlooks on this country. Awesome. She's the author of the book "The Struggles of Identify Education and Agency in the Lives of Undocumented Students." The burden of hyper documentation. So, um, I think you're saying your name wrong. I think it's Dre. 
Dre? Yeah, and she's a doctor. D-R-A? Yeah, so she's, well, she's Dr. a doctor. Dre. So she's Dr. Dre. <laughs> and she has a website. What is it again? Aurora Chang? Yeah. She leaves the draw period out. She leaves that out. That's, that's too bad. Aurora Chang. Really quick. Really quick. It says here, I support socially just-minded academics in their journeys. That's what's on her website. It pops up. There's other things that pop up. Isn't there a thing about social justice warriors? Um, okay, so they, they copied and pasted uh, everything they have there. Um, I'm, educa- I'm an educator standing in my truth. I consider teaching my vocation and use all my uh, pedagogical skills in every aspect of my work. Wow. She offers services. She gets paid. Yes. You see the, the prices per hour? What is it? A little wow. bit more than I make. Academic counseling slash coaching, 110 bucks an hour. Supportive coaching slash soundboard. Accountability manager. Wow, this is like a life coach. <clears throat> Dude, I, 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 just, I look at this website and I, it's Speaking really engaging. Speaking engagement, special projects. Everything about it. It's like Obama. There's no, there's nothing, there's no substance they're just here. They're social justice warriors. It's all, so the U of A is paying her to come here. That's what it comes down to. Wasting that. Hey, kids are going to graduate with 50. They say if you want to live on campus, I think it's like 15 grand a year in state now. It's like 30 grand out of state with all the fees are there. Uh, good luck. 632. So that's the latest. We'll get to the ouch oops at another university coming up as well. Um, you know, 710 this morning, uh, something very interesting going on uh, with all this. Uh, all, there was a story at PJ Media, and they talked to an endocrinologist about the dangers. He's like, nobody's talking about this. This is really bad. Giving kids as young as eight drugs to stop puberty because they claim they're 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 the opposite sex and that's what hr5 the equality act would do would let it would make this happen and make it mandatory and doctors would be forced to do this uh so we will we'll we'll get to that um and we'll preview that coming up because apparently taylor swift i don't know do you know the vmas were on yesterday i mean i don't know they had videos anymore what exactly so Taylor Swift apparently won something, and she has a, she's all about she's a social justice warrior. She's all about transgenderism and the the Equality Act, which is not really the Equality Act. I'll explain coming up as well. Do not go anywhere. It is your morning ritual, right here. Garrett Lewis, KNST AM seven ninety Tucson dot com. Your shot at a trip to our iHeartRadio Music Festival and one thousand dollars spending cash now. Text the nationwide keyword Viva to two hundred two hundred. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Hi, 640, Garrett Lewis with you right here at KNST AM 792 Sons. Most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, um, it is a primary day. So you can vote for city council and you could vote for mayor, for the, the parties. And I, anybody could do it. It's open election. Uh, the three Dems that are running for mayor, one will win and face off against Ed Ackerley, the uh, independent that is running in Tucson. Uh, second thing that I think you need to know, campus conversations are back at the U of A. Yes, they are back. As a matter of fact, the first one is going to be October 16th. Bob Robbins announced this, and it is a social justice warrior, former illegal alien, uh, that now says that she is hyper-documented professor. And there's more. Wait till you hear more about this chick as we get into in the next hour. Uh, third, I have, I have the story. I have like everything about her. Well, at least a link to the campus conversation on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Gary Lewis radio, like it and follow it. And you'll see it. Uh, third thing that I think you need to know. How about this one? Um, another bad news day for Joe Biden. Did you hear about this? So Politico had this story. 
Joe Biden's younger brother told potential business partners that his brother Joe would help their firm land business with court systems and would incorporate their health care model into his 2020 presidential campaign. These recorded new allegations made in a court filing in Tennessee. Holy smokes. The allegations came, uh, come in sworn declarations made by executives at firms suing Biden's brother that were filed in federal court on Friday. Hey, pay for play? Power? How about that one? We'll do more about that, too. Three things I think you need to know. Um, so the the social justice warrior thing is uh, in full effect. Uh, we have it here in Tucson with the school district. And they're pushing uh, LGBTQ transgender ideologies and their new sex ed curriculum. They want to push through, and I bet they will. It'll be September 10th is the vote. Uh, even though it seems like there's a good amount of people that have come out, maybe even overwhelmingly against it. Like the crazies had to assemble and radicalize uh, the other crazies to show up at the last forum they had. And even remember that uh, that nutjob Crystal Ann Foster, the two, one of the Tucson school board members, walked out in the middle of it. She walked out. You got to keep all that up when we do that next hour. Um, she walked out. A school board member didn't want to hear what other people had to say. Unacceptable. No media coverage except from this this show on this, by the way. Nobody else saying anything, questioning why you do that. I, I mean, it's part of your job. So uh, it's all out there, and we got to play this just for fun. There's a, the, the VMAs, Video Music Awards, MTV. Do you even know what channel MTV is anymore? So uh, MTV is pretty much the, uh, you might as well call it transgender channel. Why not? It's, it, or social justice warrior channel. That's all it is. So uh, Taylor Swift won a VMA for, I don't know, his best new video. The video is all about um, the Equality Act, H.R. 5, that passed the House, that will not pass the Senate, and Trump will not sign it. Um, but but H.R. 5 is is very dangerous. It takes power away from the parents. And if a, if, a, if a child, a minor, wants to go through gender transitioning, if this goes through, um, parents could lose custody of kids. It happened in Ohio that want to gender transition. This is part of the Equality Act. See, that's what they do with names, right? Um, what is it? The TUSD sex ed curriculum is called Family Life Planning. Or family life curriculum. Who's against family life, right? Yeah, sure. Um, so you have that. Then you have the, uh, what is it? What is the sanctuary city measure? It is not called sanctuary city, of course, because that would be a turnoff. That'd be a red flag. It's called like the Tucson Free and Families Together something. Oh, who's against that? So this they call the Equality Act, but there's nothing equal about it. Anyway, Taylor Swift uh, apparently did a video. And it won awards. I, I've never seen the video. I don't watch this garbage. And she's a complete nutcase. Very disappointed in her. That's why she left the country music scene. Or she wanted bigger. Anyway, so um, apparently it won a thing called a new, a new category. Ready for this? Video for good. It was voted on by people. Yes, that's a video for good because it raised awareness. Right? Raised awareness. Apparently, in this video, it's all about pro-LGBT everything. And and in it, it shows protesters, people against, I guess, transgender and whatever, right? And, of course, in her video, she had them 
dressed as if they are toothless, dressed horribly, holding misspelled signs, like they're from Deliverance. That's from the Federalist. They described it. I didn't see it. So she basically made fun of the people. If you're against this, you're just a complete hick, moron, loser. That's not racist or anything, right? But so anyway, that that's what happened. So anyway, she she wins this award. It's voted on by the by the clueless people that watch MTV, which are like eleven year olds, I guess, or fourteen year olds, which is quite scary. One oh five, if you don't mind, Ryan. One oh five. Um, you gotta hear what Taylor said uh when she got the award. Because uh here we go, listen. In this video, several points were made. Several points. So you voting for this video means that you want a world where we're all treated equally under the law. Regardless of who we love, regardless of how we identify, at the end of this video there was a petition, and there still is a petition, for the Equality Act, which Mm. basically just says we all deserve equal rights under the law. It just says that. That's it. It, That's just what it says. And if you disagree with that, you're just a racist jerk, some kind of phobe-ist thing or something like that. So, yeah, that's that's what happens there. All right. Um, there was one other soundbite that I, I will get more into that, but there's one other soundbite. Some guy I don't know and somebody named Allison Brie. Is she an actress? I don't know what she is. Allison Brie. I don't uh, know, but I like her cheese. There you go. And some guy, I don't know who this guy is, but it was kind of funny to hear. He's talking about something, and then she starts talking about the treatment of immigrants. 106, if you don't mind. 106. Listen to this. Here we go. I feel like we are the people that make this country, and I feel like I want to be the voice. So there you go. She said, and you couldn't hear at the beginning. She goes, the treatment of immigrants going on in this country right now is unconstitutional and frankly disgusting. And you just hear cheering from 11-year-old girls. They pan to the audience. Ah! So the treatment of immigrants is unconstitutional and disgusting. So says some actress, bada boop, bada boom, whatever. Yeah. So anyway, um, we're going to get more into the... Uh, this equality thing, because it's all like coming to a head with everything happening here at TUSD. Um, she's 37 years old. Hang on. You know, by the way, really quick, John Travolta gave out an award. He was the MTV VMAs. It's like talking about fish out of water. John Travolta's got to be, what, 65 years old now? At least? Sure. French Montana was the guy. Who? Yeah. French Montana. Well, he's a rapper. His real name is Kareem Carbouk, but he goes by French Montana. When did rappers start taking porn names? <laughs> so, Have you seen the videos? No, I've never seen any of these things. <laughs> That's why he's not on the And TV. somebody named Allison Bree, 30, he's 37. Uh, look at me. And he's checking out her, uh, her cleavage. Anyway, there's a picture. So John Travolta's there handing out. Then nobody knows who John Travolta is in that, in that whole thing. <laughs> Man, how the MTV Awards, uh, remember they, they originally, and I was just a child back then, were the first one hosted by what, Dan Aykroyd? I don't. Recall. I think it was Eddie Murphy it. or something like that. Yeah, yeah and but... you know, and they had actual you know music. It was eighties music. And man, how it has evolved into just complete s storm. You know, want to talk about an s hole event? There you go. So, the Equality Act is not equality. You know it. I know it. If you don't know it, I'll explain it to you. Uh, but I've done research on it, and it's 
it's pretty bad. Um, again, it passed through the house. You may not have heard this. Did it a couple of months ago. And it says here, the bill, which is not expected from the Daily Signal, the bill, which is not expected to pass the Senate due to its Republican majority, adds sexual orientation and gender identity to characteristics, race, color, religion, sex, national origin, protected from discrimination under, under the Civil Rights Act back in 64, which most Democrats were against, by the way. But by inserting that you will have to be against it by inserting sexual orientation and gender identity into current anti-discrimination law, the bill would make hospitals and doctors vulnerable to litigation if they don't follow the medical recommendations of the transgender movement. That's what it, that's why this is dangerous. It's from Emily Cow, the director of the Heritage Foundation's Devo Center for Religion and Civil Society. She said that if all of a sudden doctors are like, I can't do this. That's I, it's a guy. He's got a Frankenbeans. But it's a woman. He claims to be a woman. He's got to do this. I don't. They could be sued. Uh, if passed, this would hurt women by dismantling sex-specific facilities, sports, and other female-only spaces. Compromise the work of charities if they were unwilling to open up sex-specific areas like bathrooms and housing and anyone based on gender identity, not sex. What? That's what this is, but it's equality. But, so does, does that mean like one of my kids get into a, a woman's only college if they wanted to? And they could sue if they were not allowed, if they identified that way, I guess. Hmm. This is all strange, strange stuff. It's the destruction of the, uh, of the family. It's destruction of everything. Of, it's of like civil identity. society. This it's like, like it's just insane. And I'm not a prude. I never thought I'd be t- speaking like this, but this is just nuts. It's, it's like crazy. common sense. What's that? I, and I think that, you know, and I think that people have, are, are finally like, I've had it, you know, well, like when, enough is enough. I'm with you. And when they say the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the inmates are running the facility, they very much are. They totally are. And now we're trapped <laughs> dealing with this. Yeah. So, what do you want? What do you want to do, man? Uh, I want to dance. Do you? I want to dance. I don't. No, you I'm don't want to? Barbados. Barbados? Yeah. Uh-huh. They have a good run That's there. nice. That's nice. <laughs> Come on. All right. Don't go anywhere. We have much more. We have a, a Beto highlight, which I think is awesome. I haven't heard from Robert Francis O'Rourke in a while, um, but there's apparently a drought in Guatemala, and guess whose fault it is? I thought it was hilarious. Don't go anywhere. You got to hear it to believe. We'll do more on the uh, campus conversation in the next hour, as well as um, how dangerous it is. To, to let kids say and claim that they are a boy when they were a girl and everything else, and they get these dangerous drugs. An endocrinologist spelled it out. You have to hear. We'll get to that at 7. Oh, yes. What's up? 657. Garrett Lewis with you right here. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Going to be a hot one today. 107 for the high. 80 right now. Could have some rain starting tomorrow with 105 as the high and dropping down to a chilly 100 on Thursday as we head into Labor Day weekend. So, um, we have to play a little Robert Francis real quick. Robert Francis, talk, talking to a crowd. Yes, talking to a crowd. Um, what number is this? This is number 107. Um, talking to a crowd. Uh, apparently, it's really it's it's hot and dry in Guatemala. And uh, this is what Robert Francis O'Rourke said. Here we go. And Guatemala, suffering one of the greatest droughts 
in their recorded history caused not by God nor by Mother Nature, mm -mm. but by you and me and Ooh. all of us in our omissions and our excesses oh. and our inaction in the face of the facts and the science and the truth. There you go. It's your fault and my fault and America's fault. And that's why they're coming here and things like that, even though that's not even true. There you go. Robert Francis Rourke fledgling. And by the way, Joe Biden seems to be on his way out. I mean, I guess it's going to be Elizabeth Warren. Uh, anyway, we'll talk more about that uh, later on. Coming up, the dangers of transgender drugs for Paid for by Dr. Patient Unity. I know. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Hi. So many things. So many things. 706. Happy Tuesday. Garrett Lewis with you. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, it's primary day in Tucson. So you can choose one of the three commies of the Democrat Party to run against the independent guy. And then you have some city council races. And I wish you the best of luck. Second thing that I think you need to know is that uh, U of A Rob Robbins, damn glad to meet you, the president, Wrote an email saying that, uh, welcome back, students, and welcome to new ones, and we're going to continue the campus conversations. Yay! And as a matter of fact, the first campus conversation, a little bit, a little bit different. He doesn't want to lose control, I guess. It's a speaking engagement from a uh, a person that runs the, um, what, what is it again? The, she runs the, uh, the education department, basically, Loyola University, higher education. And she's a former illegal alien. Dr. Yes. Dre? Doc, Dr. Draw period Aurora Cheng. She go, or, or just she goes by Draw Aurora, Draw period Aurora Cheng. Anyway, she is a social justice warrior. I have the information on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it. She, I mean, hey, way to be fair at everything, right? So they chase off the border agents, and to make everybody feel nice and welcome, they invite a former illegal alien that got somehow uh, became a citizen of this country. And as a social justice warrior and hates Trump and everything else, we'll get to that. Third thing, I think you need to know, another bad day for Joe Biden. Politico has this story that apparently Joe's... You think, you know, listen, talk about power to enrich themselves. The media lost it, and they said Trump's going to... He wants his own golf course to be one of 12 areas, his own club, Doral, to host the next G7. Are you trying to enrich yourself? Dude, Joe Biden's son got rich from his dad being VP, from Joe Biden being VP from China. Well, now his Joe Biden's brother, James, apparently told potential business partners that his brother, Joe, would help their firm land business with court systems and incorporate their health care model into Joe's 2020 presidential campaign. This these allegations came in sworn declarations made by the executives at firms suing Joe Biden's brother filed in federal court on Friday. Now, of course, they don't allege any wrongdoing done by Joe or indicate that he knew anything about this, but. Good luck with that. Three things I think you need to know. Now, again, if Trump, this would be a lead story if Trump was involved. Um, so anyway, we have that. All right, really quick. Also, by the way, random email. Uh, was a, a little after 5 p.m. yesterday, Ryan? We get an email from Martha McSally's people again. 5-12. 5-12, okay. Um, after Mar Martha McSally's people, email, I, I didn't see it because we were getting dinner ready for the kids. I play after dinner, played catch with the kids in the backyard, had to get the kids baths and showers. So Ryan calls me at like 7 o'clock, and he's like, you see that email? I'm like, I haven't checked it. Right? I haven't checked it. I actually called you earlier in that, and you sent me a voicemail. So well, because thanks. I was outside having a catch with my kids. Yeah. Uh, I see it was more important. 
so I see it, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, after after business hours, McSally's press person sends an email to Ryan and me and says, hey, uh, do you have time for Senator McSally tomorrow? She'll be in Phoenix, but she'll make time to call into your show. So when I saw it finally, like just after 7, I responded back and said, sure, seven ten in the morning. And uh, I have not heard back since. I really believe they are stringing us along. Are they trying to get us to say good things? Anyway, so if that ever happens, I'm just, I, I'm an open book, so I'm just letting you know what happens, which I think is entertaining. And uh, if they ever really are serious about coming to the show, we'll let you know. You know, sure. and if she comes on, listen, I'll be more than fair. Yeah. I have fair questions. I'm not going to make any jokes about ovaries or her dog. What? Why not? After taking on terrorists in combat, the liberals in the Senate won't scare me one bit. Throw a pair of ovaries and get the job done. I won't make any jokes about that because it's just not right. But I do have questions. I'll wait till after the interview to make the jokes because this is still a radio show. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I'll let you know if that ever happened. I think they're just, they're literally, I mean, who sent an email? I mean, listen, we all get emails after hours now in this business and, and in business in general. Um. Trust me, as the press secretary of a United States senator, she's checking her email at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. All the time. And apparently, um, I think, I think that, um, anyway, she's going to be in Sun City this afternoon. Not Sun City, Oro Valley, but Sun City up in the West Valley. She's in Arizona. Maybe she's listening in Tucson now, walking her dog. I don't know. Whatever. So, uh, that's not, maybe she was at the Rolling Stones concert last night in Glendale, and that's why she's going to be in Sun City West. They were a Monday night. How? What? Rolling Stones, yeah. I'm just saying. I got, I got a, a message from a listener. I'm not making this up now. Totally would have went. Uh, that, uh, he said where he was sitting, uh, uh, Doug Ducey and his family were right behind them. So he was partying. I mean, I don't blame that. Listen, it's Rolling Stones. And I love it. The listener says, my wife has threatened me with divorce if I say anything to him. <laughs> <laughs> Which is nice. Uh, so anyway, let's get on to uh, the task at hand. Well, the threats or promises. Um, yeah. <laughs> so H.R. 5 is the Equality Act. This is boring as hell. I totally understand that. But the Equality Act isn't what it's cracked up to be. It passed the House back in May. It'll never get through the Republican Senate, or, or and Trump would never sign it. But what it does, it, it sounds great. It's equality. It, it puts gender in the same class as protected status as, as, as the civil rights and everything else. And basically what it would do is it would force doctors to administer um, drugs and everything to people that claim to be transgender that could damage them. And if they say no, they could be sued. But at the same time, it's, it's bad, right? I mean, it's really, really bad. Um, it's, it, it's very, it's quite scary to be honest with you. Uh, it could hurt businesses. It could hurt, hurt charities if they're not willing to open up sex-specific areas like bathrooms, housing, all the, all this stuff. It's just, it can't happen that way, right? So it would hurt women. It, it, would, it would be a lot of really bad things. It would add sexual orientation and gender identity to characteristics like race, color, religion, sex, national origin, protected from discrimination. But again, it says here, the bill would make hospitals and doctors vulnerable to litigation if they don't follow medical recommendations of the transgender movement. Well, what are those recommendations? Well, PJ Media 
um, found a video and talked to a an endocrinologist, uh, Dr. Michael Laidlaw. And listen, not the most exciting, but he has unbelievable stuff. He talks about HR5 being a huge threat to kids, what puberty-blocking drugs do, cross-sex hormones do, and how the government's funding this, and doctors are really putting children out there. It's like, he basically says this is child abuse. This is child abuse. Um, and we're going to play the sound bites of this guy uh, in, in just a second, but the reason I'm talking about it is because you have here in Tucson, at Tucson schools, they want to push through this new sex ed curriculum that is the most pro-LGBTQ thing that there is uh, in the state of Arizona, and, and it would uh, really push the transgender ideology. And you have some doctors on this panel, this committee, and they're saying, well, these are medically necessary terms and medically correct, and we need this, and blah, blah, blah. And it's just not necessary in school. And I know it's opt-in, but it soon will be opt-out, and it shouldn't even be there. Like, this is, you have kids that can't read, can't write, can't do math, and you're worried about this crap? This is indoctrination. And this doctor brought out, he did the research, this doctor, he, he said there are kids as young as eight years old being given untested experimental drugs to verify their gender identity. What? Eight years old. So this, this is right up to it because they're going to teach this stuff that it's okay and it's not okay. This doctor says it's child abuse. And remember, he's an endocrinologist. They specialize in hormones and the endocrine system. So they're all about if somebody is short on this hormone or short on that or they need a little extra testosterone or this or that, they get the stuff. And this guy's like, this is really bad. So let's play uh, Dr. Michael Laidlaw first. Number one, I want to talk about H.R. 5, which is the Equality Act, being a huge threat to kids. Here we go. Let me tell you the H.R. 5, the Equality Act, represents the biggest threat to children's health ever conceived of in a bill before Congress. The issue has to do with the gender identity provisions. Allow me to explain why these are so exceedingly dangerous. I became concerned about the issue of childhood gender dysphoria treatment when I learned about what our schools were reading to kindergartners and first graders about transgenderism. I became extraordinarily concerned when I learned how medical doctors were harming children with puberty blocking medications yep. and high dose hormones of the opposite sex. I became shocked when I realized that these medical treatments were based on little more than a child's self-identification. Wow. Okay, let's continue. 102. Now he's talking about puberty-blocking drugs, because you hear that stuff. Like, all of a sudden, some 11-year-old says, I'm really a boy when it's a girl, and they stop puberty from happening, and the dangers and what happens. Here we go. Listen to this. You might ask, but there must be a blood test or a genetic test or imaging to know for sure that a child has a different gender identity than the sex of their body. In fact, there's no way to know. There's no way to know if children will change their mind or if these hormonal interventions will one day be regretted once they cause serious and irreversible harm. Irreversible. Yet, dangerous hormones are being given simply based on a child's self-identification, the so-called gender identity, which cannot be seen or proved in any objective way. Interesting. Children who have gender dysphoria or gender confusion deserve all of the love and care and help in the world, and they shouldn't be bullied or harmed in any way. 
Regardless of what you believe about children who identify as transgender, no matter what your politics, from a medical standpoint, the issues are quite simple. No child should be given puberty blockers for this condition. These powerful drugs stop normal puberty. They are not FDA approved for this condition. Nope. They can lead to sterility and sexual dysfunction. They can also lead to anxiety, depression, and delusions. It, yeah. They will inhibit normal brain development and bone development. Do you think this is in the curriculum they're going to teach at TUSD? Probably not. No. Probably not. And how many of these parents that just really believe in this for whatever reason have no idea what these drugs do to their kids? No idea. It makes them feel better. I mean, if your kid said that he was a puppy, would you give him a leash and let him sleep sleep on the floor? Yeah, there you go. Put him in a crate. You're going to go home and leave you in a crate. Yeah. You're a puppy. And these moronic parents show up like that dopey. Did that ever lady ever get back to you? No. No, she did not. Uh, the crazy one that led the walkout, yeah. Carol Brochin. She was also a U of A assistant professor. Yeah. Um, uh, screaming at the first campus conversation like a maniac. Uh, Ryan emailed her and invited her on the show to talk about it. And, of course, no response. They're all big tough guys unless they have to answer questions. They're great at saying things. But when they're asked to actually answer a question, nope. No challenge. No challenge. Let's do one more real quick. 103. These are these are really big things. This is from an endocrinologist. I'll put this video on my page at knst.com. Uh, cross, about, he's talking about cross, giving cross-sex hormones. Like, again, if it's a boy, giving him uh, a bunch of female horm- cross-sex hormones and, and vice versa. Listen to how dangerous it is. Here we go. Girls are being injected with high-dose testosterone. Boys are receiving high-dose female hormones like estrogen. These medications bring about serious cardiovascular-rich risks such as heart attacks, strokes, and deadly blood clots, and therefore should never be given to children. Should be obvious. Should be. Mastectomies of perfectly healthy breasts are happening to girls as young as age 13 13. and 14 in the United States. How can these girls provide informed consent as they are not fully mature adults? This should never happen. It shouldn't. I'm waiting for the other side, because I know they listen. Tell me what's wrong with this. Tell me why you disagree with this guy. Or, you know, you can also agree and you can give me your point of view as well, because this is a big deal. This is stuff that needs to be brought out before TUSD changes their entire sex ed curriculum from fourth graders through freaking eighth graders. They're not going to teach this stuff, but they're going to teach them that it's normal, it's okay, it's accepted, blah, blah, blah. And if you give me this stuff, well, my kid's transgender and, and he or she, whatever he is, get it. It gets bullied. Again, before there were transgender people, kids got bullied. It happens. It sucks. It's bad. The short kid got picked on. The skinny kid got picked on. The fat kid, the dorky kid, the smart kid, the, the athletic kid, was you know, a dumb jock. They all get, everybody gets picked on in their own way for whatever reason because that's just what kids do. Because they don't know. They need to be taught. It's just wrong. Or they're just jerks. I go with that. Yeah, well, and remember, the, the whole thing from these, these haters is, man, the, uh, if we don't pass this, kids may die. Remember we did that? It was, on, it was on Thursday or Friday. I think it was Friday. That was the whole big thing. We have one more to play, and then we'll get your reaction coming up as well. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Do not go anywhere. It is your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM790, Tucson. KNST. 
Just so you know, you can listen at home by telling Alexa, play KNST on iHeartRadio. Yeah, enjoy the stimulation. 727, it is your morning ritual. Garrett Lewis with you. KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. We'll talk more in a little bit about uh, the campus conversation that's going to take place again at the U of A. Uh, this time, the campus conversation will be led by a former illegal alien that is now the head of like the higher education department at Loyola University, who is a major social justice warrior. She goes by the name Dra Period Aurora Chang. D R A Period Aurora. Chang. Remember, there was a there's a music group. They had a hit like five years ago called Fun Period. Oh, remember them? No. F U N Period. You remember Aini Kamosi? I do remember Aini Kamosi. Hot Stepper. Yes, back in the nineties. Just a Chang Chang. That's right. That's racist. What? Um, what? Let's continue. So we're gonna. And by the way, you can see that on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it. Yeah, but you can't. Unless you identify that way nowadays. I do. Going to be 107 today, by the way. 80 right now. Rain might come tomorrow. Cooling down to uh, a, a very chilly 103. So let's go to Ted first before we play the last soundbite. Uh, Ted, welcome to KNST. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Morning. Whilst listening to your last story... Uh, Made me think of Nazi Germany and Joseph Mengele. Sounds very similar. You know, let me stop you right there real quick. In this PJ Media article, uh, it says here, Laidlaw, that's the doctor, Dr. Laidlaw, compared these transgender treatments to the horrific experiments performed by Nazi scientists under Adolf Hitler. Quote, oh, they, were, they were doing experiments on people who could not consent. It's exactly what you're saying, isn't it? Yes, sir, I believe so. It's uh, and then and thank you, thank you for the point. I appreciate that, uh, Ted, because we're going to play the last soundbite, and it's about how the National Institutes of Health are funding these studies, and this doctor Laidlaw said that's the one problem with the NIH study. You'll hear about it coming up. He said there's no real way for a kid to consent to this, and the harms are very great. The Nazis were trying to hurt people, and these people are trying to help, but they're still harming them. He said, harming people without their consent cannot be justified no matter how many people it helps, in my opinion. And he said, there's no way that you could, there's no test to take to prove that you are, well, that you, I guess you have gender dysphoria, that you really are a boy on the inside when you're a girl. He even cited studies that followed children that suffered from gender dysphoria. Most children uh, desisted, meaning they stopped. Most children, um, desisted that identified with their biological sex as male or female between 62% and 98% of the children just stopped. So they, they thought they were that way. Then they stopped between 62 and 98% crazy. So here's the last thing where he talks about the transgender study funded by you and me through the National Institute of Health. Here we go. Listen to this. When I learned that the NIH had given nearly $6 million to four pediatric gender clinics in the United States, and that there was no control group and no randomization as would be expected in a study of this type. I filed a Freedom of Information Act request with my colleagues to obtain the study records. While I was unable to obtain the unsigned consent forms for human research, I did uncover this absolutely stunning finding. In 2017, the principal investigator, pediatrician Johanna Olson Kennedy of Children's Hospital Los Angeles, lowered the age of cross-sex hormones, again, meaning hormones of the opposite sex, from age 13 to age 8. What? Tell me, how can a little child consent to this? How can they possibly understand the harms? How is this 
permissible legally or ethically. I'm very concerned that H.R. 5, the Equality Act, will lead to medical protocols like this one, funded by the NIH, being implemented all across the nation. This bill must be defeated. With this bill, other medical doctors will be forced to decide between their careers and their medical ethics. For me, there will be no choice. I will tell you very clearly and plainly, if I am forced as a physician to give these dangerous and experimental medications to children, I will not comply. Good for him. And that's why this relates to what's going on in Tucson right now with the school board and they're pushing the uh, LGBTQ um, new sex ed. This is really bad. Matter of fact, uh, there was a story I found for the Daily Signal. Pelosi's Equality Act could lead to more parents losing custody of kids who want gender transition. You could lose your kids. I'll get to that coming up. Uh, 8 o'clock hour, we'll get more to the campus conversation. Uh, But if I have time before the 8 o'clock hour, I'll do this story and also another university using the ouch method of you hurt my feelings by saying something in class like they do at the U of A. That's coming up right now on Nico2Sound.com. 7.39. Yes. It's Tuesday, August 27th. Gary Lewis with you right here. KNST AM 790. Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, it is primary day in Tucson, so you can vote for one of the three commies that want to be mayor that are Democrats. They'll take on the independent Ed Ackerley. There's other city council people running. Good luck. Don't ask me who to vote for. I am I am not that. Um, just do, do your best or just don't. Uh, second thing that I think you need to know, Dr. Bob Robbins, president of the U of A, damn glad to meet you, wrote a, uh, an email to returning students, a new one, saying we're back. And one of the things he said is we're having, uh, and I'll put a screenshot of this on, I'll put it on my Facebook as well. As well. Um, we're going to have the campus conversations again. Yay! Yes, we are going to have the campus conversations and and this is a, a phenomenal part right here. Are you ready for it? We'll do more of this in the next hour, but he says, um, we will continue the campus conversation series that began in the spring along with efforts in other areas, including diversity and inclusion training for senior leaders, support for immigrant student population, and clarification of federal law enforcement presence on campus. What's there to clarify? They can do whatever the hell they want. It's a public campus. Hey, whatever. Uh, we'll do more of that next. Our third thing I think you need to know is that Joe Biden is in trouble again. So his son got rich when he was VP. He got rich from China. We know that. Uh, the story came out. John Kerry's son actually stopped doing business with Joe Biden's son after his dealings with the Ukraine, where he got rich, thanks to his dad being vice president. Now Joe's younger brother, James, according to court documents, sworn declarations by these people, they say that James told us that well, he'd help us land business with court systems and incorporate their health care model into Joe, his brother's 2020 presidential campaign. These are, again, sworn declarations made by executives at the firm suing Joe Biden's brother. Pay to play. Three things I think you need to know. So uh, you can comment, too, by the way, 880-KNST, 880-5678, about this whole situation of how dangerous it is to believe Children, when they say, I really am a boy, but it's a girl. Uh, matter of fact, I have a friend whose um, uh, daughter uh, 
goes to uh, Tanka Verde. And she came home and told her dad there are three kids that say, call me they. Call me they. Okay. That's nice, right? Yeah, hey, they. They. Well, call you, me they. Here's the thing. We now know who they are. That's that is true. Them. That is true. That is them. There they are. And I'm sure are their lives in danger? Uh, by the way, when they get an A, or they, when, they get a, when they get a C, do they say, I view that as an A? <laughs> a C is really an A. I look at it that way. Call me they, all this other stuff, blah, blah, blah. So uh, anyway, there's also a story that I found from the Daily Signal about the Equality Act. And it caught my attention. It's from January this year. Pelosi's Equality Act could lead to more parents losing custody of kids who want gender transition. What? Last year in Ohio, a judge removed a biological girl from her parents' custody after they said nope to helping her transition to male with testosterone supplements. And we just heard from that doctor, Dr. Laidlaw, an endocrinologist who said how dangerous it is to give cross-hormone, cross-sex drugs. The Cincinnati Children's Gender Clinic recommended these treatments for gender dysphoria. That's the condition of being distressed with your own biological sex. When her parents wanted to treat her with counseling instead, Hamilton County Job and Family Services charged them with abuse and neglect. So to say, no, we're going to get you help. We've got to find out what's going on first. That's abuse and neglect. But if you say, sure, we'll give you these drugs that will just totally screw up your entire body, that's the right thing to do. That's not abuse and neglect, right? Transgender activists and pro-trans doctors compared their decision to denying treatment for asthma or even cancer patients. Really? They're going to die, huh? And this all happened, by the way, without federal legislation. They, the judge said, you are unfit parents because you won't help your daughter transition. She was 17. A minor. So H.R. 5, the thing that Taylor Swift propped up in her songs and at the VMAs yesterday, this, this Equality Act, it's not equality. Uh, it gives the transgender community a vice grip over the medical profession. Could be lawsuits galore against doctors that don't fall in line with transgender ideology. That's what it is. Some states have uh, something similar to Pelosi's Equality Act. New Jersey does. California does. Transgender activists have sued Catholic hospitals for discrimination on the basis of gender identity because they wouldn't perform sex change surgeries for patients with gender dysphoria. They'll be for- you know, remember Obama said you were forced to buy something, health insurance? Now, uh, in New Jersey and California, doctors will be forced to perform surgeries or be sued. And that's in Nancy Pelosi's bill. The American Psychological Association's Manual of Mental Disorders classifies gender dysphoria as a mental illness. 75 to 95% of children with gender dysphoria that go through puberty without any transgender treatments actually become comfortable with their bodies. It's not like kids can be confused, right? It's not like it's a hard time when you're... 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old. Hitting puberty. Crazy yeah. thoughts. Yep. Hair Horm- everywhere. Hormones everywhere. Hair, smell, voice change, this, that. Body changes. Ah. You get tall. You get short. You, you don't get tall. You get skinny. You get fat. Whatever it is. That was my problem. 
I hit puberty. Is that what it is? I got fat. You haven't changed much. And the beer. (laughs) (laughs) It was puberty that got me. In in your 30s? When you had the beer and the pizza? In the 20s. There you go. Uh Um, I'm a late bloomer. Yeah, there, there it is. There it is. So th- this it's my is baby fat. Exactly. Yeah, the sure it is. So this is the whole situation. Is, is that again? I'm giving you all these facts. Are they even being talked about at these TUSD forums? Hell no. Hell no. They don't want to hear it. It's our way or the highway. That's it. Eight eight zero KNST. Eight eight zero five six seven eight. Enough is enough. This is crazy. Actually, did get a response back from the U of A guy. We'll do that the next hour. Yes, we'll do the next hour. Still no response from Martha McSally's people, but from the U of A guy, right? Um, this this whole situation that's going on is 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 very frightening, and the fact they're trying to just jam it on through. Again, when kids can't read or write, we had teachers call up last week. Kids are two or three grades behind, but they're getting pushed forward anyway. When it comes to reading and math in TUSD schools. But they are making sure they're going to teach them sex ed with transgender ideology. That is freaking dumb. But whatever. It is what it is. What can you do, right? Uh, coming back in, uh, in four minutes. Man, another university is incorporating the U of A's. Ouch. You've hurt my feelings in class method. This is, this is crazy. But it's coming up. Don't- Rancho Sarita. Hi, 753. Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. I will put the video of that doctor, that endocrinologist, on my page at knst.com. Probably, uh, it'll be up there in the next 15 minutes. I am doing a live radio show. Um, four hours a day. Four four hours every single day. That you got to prep for as well. I Thank you. I, what are you trying to, you're mocking me? No. Mocking my complaining? No. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, you are. So, uh, really quick, if you missed uh, a couple of years ago, we had this. We had somebody send from the U of A. Somebody sent me this, their uh, some kind of handbook or something, and it was all about the uh, the inclusion and uh, something department, right? It was it was the feasibility and inclusion, whatever. And they 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 couldn't decide on hiring just one person. They had to hire two because they were both great at two hundred fifteen grand and two hundred fourteen grand a year. The chick, because you know they wanted women to have more, got the extra grand. The guy Jesus Trevino got two hundred fourteen grand. And he came up with the idea, as stupid as it sounds, and it made national news after we talked about it, uh, that if somebody was in the class at the U of A answering a question or somebody had a question, they had to give his opinion, whatever it might be, if he or she or they or whatever the hell they call themselves nowadays said something that somebody else found offensive in class, like they could have said, um, matzo ball, ouch, it was a ouch, right, ouch, and they're supposed to stop, this is what was written by Jesus Trevino, two hundred fourteen grand a year as the uh, the head or the co-head of the uh, inclusion and diversity excellence whatever department, right? He's supposed to yell "ouch," and then somebody's supposed to yell "ooh." The person who's talking he says "oops," and they stop whatever they're talking about, no matter what subject it is, and they say they talk about why someone was offended and what other words they could use. That actually, that actually took place. It's still going on. I don't think they ever. I don't know if anybody ever did it. But it was literally sent out to all the students. And like this, this clown was like, I think this is a good idea. Like, nobody's going to make fun of this. This isn't stupid. No, this is great. Yeah, normal people do that, right? So all of a sudden, I see a story from Campus Reform. College suggests students respond to offensive language with ouch. 
I'm like, oh my God, it's spreading like herpes. Indiana University Southeast gave a list of recommendations to reduce bias in language. It suggests students who witness offensive language to say ouch to the person speaking. Can you imagine that? Imagine having a conversation. Ouch! You hurt yourself or something? You hurt my ears. You hurt my feelings. You hurt my ancestors. So they're doing this somewhere else to try to reduce bias in language. Anybody that utters a stereotype, offensive or biased comments. Ouch! Yep, they said it's an effective tool to convey what was said has a negative impact on you, even if it wasn't directed toward you. Oh, there's more of this as well. You think it stopped there? They told students to not say certain words. I will tell you what those words are. I want to get into the campus conversation at the U of A and the esteemed guest they're going to bring in. That's coming up in 10 1545. KNST Tucson. From the Trajan Wealth Studio, your local fiduciary, TrajanWealth.com. This is KNST AM 17.com. It better not be, I'll tell you that. Hi, it's 806, it's Tuesday. It is your morning ritual on this August 27th. Garrett Lewis with you on KNST AM 792 Sons. Most stimulating talk. Uh, there are three things that I think you need to know. Number one. Man, oh man, oh man. Um... They, today is primary day for the city of Tucson. Yay! So you get vote for uh, one of the three socialist commies that are running for Democrat mayor. And then that person uh, who wins will run against Ed Ackerley, the uh, independents. And I wish you the best of luck. And there's uh, city council things and stuff like that. So that's just fantastic. Uh, second thing that I think you need to know uh, is the U of A, their president, Bob Robbins, damn glad to meet you, put out an email to the, the new students, the returning students, everybody. Welcome back, a whole new semester. And he said, we're continuing the campus conversations, but there's a twist, and I'll get to that coming up. Third thing that I think you need to know uh, is Joe Biden. Joe Biden really screwed the pooch, man, or his brother did at least. His brother did. Politico has this story. His younger brother told biz, potential business partners that Joe Biden would help their firm land business with court systems. And Joe would incorporate their health care model into his 2020 presidential campaign. This is in a court filing in Tennessee. The allegations came in a sworn declaration made by the executives at the firm suing Biden's brother. They say that Joe didn't do anything wrong or didn't know anything about this, but it's his brother. So uh, Joe Biden's sons get rich. Now, his brother's trying to get... I'm sure Joe knew nothing about this, right? We'll get into that, because I find this to be fascinating. And the media is not talking about it, are they? Keep it in the family. They're not talking about a, 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 a anything. Yeah, it's almost like uh, La Cosa Nostra. Anyway, 
three things I think you need to know. The pizza place? Exactly. You read my mind. So, uh, Bob Robbins, damn glad to meet you, wrote uh, an email welcoming uh, the students back and blah, 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 and everything else and yada, yada, yada. Um, uh, in the in the email that it was went out to the entire campus community, he writes, "Living a part of it is living our values is a true priority, which is why a university wide team has been working throughout the summer on a number of efforts to support our community at Arizona." Remember that though, a university wide team. Okay, support our efforts. Uh, you know, to support a community at Arizona, foster a culture of listening and compassion. Yeah, that, that's yeah, sure. Right, sure, you got it, yeah. We'll continue the Campus Conversation series that began in the spring, along with efforts in other areas, including diversity and inclusion training for senior leaders, support for diversity and inclusion, huh? Support for our immigrant student population, (coughs) and clarification of federal law enforcement presence on campus. What does that even mean? Clarification, we will clarify by letting you know we're gonna we're gonna have an airplane uh, put up letters, smoke letters, to let you know. And border patrol, but a big B and a big P. We're gonna have a bat signal with a B and a P. Let we're gonna fire it off when they're on campus. But what about when the trees are in the way? I can't see. Are you gonna cut down the trees? Up me? in the sky, up in the sky, way up in the sky, way up there. We're gonna put it everywhere. We're gonna have people shouting it out. We're gonna, you know, the guy from uh, airplane. There's a sale at pennies. He's gonna run around the campus going, "Border patrol's here! Border patrol's here!" That's what's going to happen. Camp, like, uh, campus conversations at Arizona, uh, campusconversations.arizona.edu. I put on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Um, I put on there uh, the the first campus conversation. They're going to have training in September, whatever the hell that means, right? I don't even know what that means. So they're going to have training, but then come October 16th, they're going to have, it's not going to be the same thing that it was, because it was out of control last time, which I found so entertaining. Where you had, can you get the sound bites from these these uh, these maniacs? Um, they had people just up there. They'd grab, they'd wait in line, they'd grab the mic, and they'd start ranting and raving, right? Ranting and raving and everything else about how bad Border Patrol is, and there needs to be an apology. Remember, it was three wacko nutty broads that hate Border Patrol that are all for open borders. I saw Border Patrol speaking on Career Day to a, a, a criminal justice club. Students wanted to hear from them. And then these wacko chicks, one of them started, and then she got a couple other friends. They saw him. They started to uh, do the chant. Yeah, they started chant. They, they, they started calling them murder patrol. And they followed them all the way. Yes. All the way to their car. Chased them all the way down campus. I mean, you want to talk about inclusion, acceptance? All the way down campus. Um, right to the car. And then they finally got arrested for whatever charges, harassment, I don't know. But all the charges were dropped, right? All the charges were dropped. And then, like, they, they became the victims, these whack, whack job chicks. And then, all of a sudden, you had the U of A campus conversation. You want an example of what happened if you missed it? Can we go back uh, to the U of A campus conversations? I think you titled it as campus conversation. I looked into that, and I couldn't. We'll try U of A campus conversation. U of, remember, you, that's where you found that nutty chick. So, yeah, you're in the wrong you're in the wrong section, my man. But it's okay. So there it is. Yes. So do you want to know? I mean, there were. Remember, we talked. We found a man, an, an illegal immigrant who came here. Where is he from again? 
Ah, that gentleman. He, he's he part of the computer sciences. We had him on for an hour. Um, he was a Lebanese immigrant. Remember? He's from Lebanon. Yes, that's what it is, Lebanon. So anyway, he he got here. So and and he he was disgusted by what was going on. So you want to hear some crazy crazy stuff? Play number eighty five. Actually, these are some of the things that were said. People grabbed the mic and they broadcast this live on a website. We played it live and I got sound bites. Listen to some of this. Here we go. Interested in that kind of free speech. What you're doing is you're emboldening white supremacists to grow and giving them a space in which to flourish. And I'm more interested in what you're going to do about freedom from violence. What about our freedom to an education? What about our, mm. our right to an education here on campus and to be free from violence? Right? The kind free of violence, violence that uh, the Border Patrol presence, um, uh, you know, causes, you know, our communities. Thank you. That's the kind of lunacy that was there that day. Uh, and by the way, the, the freedom for an education, that was interrupted. That freedom was taken away when these lunatics started screaming and chanting murder patrol at border agents that were invited by U of A students, criminal justice majors, to hear what the job entailed because they might want to do it. So I guess they don't want the same kind of campus conversation going on at the U of A because that would allow the crazies to grab the mic and do what they want and everything else and blah, blah, blah. So they're inviting a speaker to lead the conversation. The first one will be October 16th, 1 p.m. They're inviting somebody named, I'm not making this up, DRA, Dre, period, Aurora Chang. There's no typo. She's not Dr. Aurora Chang. Dre Aurora, maybe she's a doctor because she's got a PhD from the University of Texas at Austin. Dre period Aurora Chang. And her description is from her website. Once an undocumented immigrant from Guatemala, raised in Richmond, California, where activist Magnus was a police chief, in a family of eight, Dre period Chang now considers herself a hyper-documented professor. Graduate of UC Berkeley, Stanford for her master's, UT at Austin for a PhD, Dre period Cheng is currently an associate professor and director of the higher education program at Loyola University, Chicago. Also author of the book, The Struggles of Identify. Education. An agency in the lives of undocumented students. The burden of hyper documentation. Sounds like one hell of a book, doesn't it? So, uh, Bob Robbins has this broad coming out. To speak, to lead. She apparently is going to lead the way or something like that. On her own website, she writes, I'm an educator standing in my truth. Huh? I support socially just-minded academics in their jur- in their journeys. Yep. So she has that. Now let's go back. Let's go back real quick. Again, campus conversation. They're having a three-day facilitator training. And then they're having this, this whole situation. That's the first campus conversation. And didn't Bob Robbins, damn glad to meet you, he wrote what? Let me just remind you. Living our values is a true priority, why a university-wide team has been working throughout the summer. So I don't know who this university-wide team is. Why do they pick her? Remember he said we're going to have a culture of listening and compassion. You think they're ever going to pick a conservative person? A border agent? Maybe Art Del Cueto? Maybe Brandon Judd? Maybe me? 
Think they're going to do that? They go for the far-left wackadoos. What kind of conversation is this? And by the way, it's one-sided. It's only her. It's only her. I love this. So they're going to continue. We will continue the campus conversation series that began in the spring. Along with efforts in other areas, including diversity and inclusion training. How is that inclusive, what she's doing? What if you're not part of that? You don't agree with it. So I want to know, who picked this woman? Who is this group of people? How did they choose her? How much is she getting paid? And who is paying her? Aren't those relevant questions? There was a story in the local, one of the local TV stations, I forget which one. Uh, They did a story about U of A students racking up debt. It literally came out because school started, what, this week? It came out, I think, yesterday. I think I saw it. Um, Was it this one? Yes. KOLD. Concerns over student debt at U of A as it climbs to an all-time high. Maybe because they're doing these stupid campus conversations that all it is is an outlet for lefties to preach and indoctrinate. That's all it is. So who picked her? Why did they pick her? How was she chosen? How much is she charging for her speaking? And who's paying for it? I actually emailed uh, Chris Sigurdsson those questions at 6.56 this morning. And at 7.40, he responded, Garrett, I'll look into it. Don't they owe us answers? It's a public university. Who is paying this person? 880-KNST, 880-5678. Oh, we have much more to get to. What do you think of this, by the way? What do you think is actually going to happen? It's the same thing that happened with the last one. It's not going to be good. Mic check. But I I don't think they're giving people the chance. Like, they have one speaker. That was a panel of, like, five people, remember? Yeah. They had, like, five people, and... And and they they all said gobbledygook garbage. It literally they all had the same point of view, anti law enforcement. Um, nobody would condemn the behavior of those three lunatic chicks, and that's a problem. Even Bob Robbins. If you would have came in with the opposite view that they needed to be punished, you would have been beaten up in the parking lot. I don't think I'd have been beaten up. Oh, you'd have been chased out. Called you know what? I would have sat there. And been, what are you? What are you doing? What are you you got to stand up to these bullies. You got to stand up. I see what you're saying. They're going to come out. They're a bunch of hackling hyena. Ugly chicks are going to surround me. <laughs> Peace out. Get out of here. You know, what What are they going to do? Are Antifa going to show up? Give me a break. Mm. I would have gladly gone there and given my point of view. Nobody should be okay with this kind of behavior. Oh, but if it, you know, if it brings the, uh, if it justifies the end, if it justifies the means, oh, yeah, totally. That's the way these people think. So now you have, at a campus conversation, a former illegal alien from Guatemala, raised in California, went to Berkeley, who's all about illegal immigration, obviously. And wait till you hear what she put on Twitter, this chick. It's coming up. 880-KNSC, 880-5678. Do not go anywhere. It is your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM790, Tucson's most... ...on KNST. Just so you know, you can listen at home by telling Alexa, play KNST on iHeartRadio. Yeah, enjoy the stimulation.
826, it is your morning ritual. Garrett Lewis with you, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Uh, Going to be 107 today. Slight chance of rain tomorrow. And a uh, high of about 103. It'll feel so much different. Um, Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like and follow, and you will see the... Uh, you will you will see the well the link that I have uh, for this uh, this this speaker and it's from the campusconversations.arizona.edu link. So just to give you where this where this chick's coming from, this Dre period of Rora Chang. So she back on May twenty six, she tweeted out a story from gaystarnews.com, gaystarnews.com, and it was about the new Gillette ad that features his dad teaching his trans son to shave for the first time. Which, again, I'm like, all right, you know, generally chicks don't grow facial hair. And if you're a trans son, you're really a chick. And I, anyway, so uh, she she tweeted that story out and wrote, the best. Oh, yeah. The best. And uh, and there's more. Um, where's another one? I mean, it is, it, this is just where she's coming from. This is what is going to be. This is what the U of A is paying. This is why costs go up. I mean, she. it's not like all of a sudden they're having a special interest group pay for this. I guarantee you taxpayers are footing the bill for this, which would piss you off. And students, their tuition goes up. And they say, why are we paying for this garbage? She tweeted out a New, York, uh, New Yorker story, how fetal parenthood emerged as the next stage of the abortion wars. That's nice. And then uh, she tweeted out a New York Times story in June we're all born non-binary. We learn gender, and at some point, some of us can't stand it anymore. So there you have it. I'll let you know. I mean, this is this is pretty much where this is. And as soon as I hear, if I ever do hear from the uh, the U of A, Chris Sigurdsson, if he says, you know, these people chose it. I mean, was there a committee of people who made the call? We need to know this stuff. It's our money, right? It's our money. I'll let you know what, what uh, answers I get. Now let's go back really quick to the college. Indiana University Southeast encouraging students to say ouch if they are offended by offensive language in class. Just like the U of A. They do that too. Um, they have a guide that's out telling students how to reduce bias in language. Use the word ouch and then don't say certain things. Uh, they gave examples of language at Indiana University Southeast that could require a response like ouch like if somebody says man and wife ouch because you know it could be more than just man and wife it could be man and man it could be wife and wife who knows or just use the word wives as well as mothering apparently those are offensive now are you freaking kidding me so wait a second that's offensive but if you're against gay marriage for whatever reason if you are then that offends them everybody's offended by everything it says here these phrases supposedly imply one group dominating over another group. They suggest husband and wife instead of man and wife. Because man, over woman, right? Spouses, parenting, not mothering. Okay. Um, and you ready for this one? I've never seen this before. Indiana University Southeast is telling students to construct sentences using the ordered phrase. Ready for this? They say use, it should, a sentence should go like this. Racial minorities and white Americans instead of white Americans and racial minorities. Segregation everywhere. Yeah. I. 
whatever, you know, obviously, why why does the white have to go last? Because white has had, they've had it so well. Are they privileged? I mean, what's going that, That's racist. What, who cares about this? They said, don't use labels. Don't use terms like the elderly. Lumping in terms. Don't use, like, the elderly. Why not? Old people. Stoner. Is that good? I, nerd. Drughead. Ghetto. Jap. Invalid. I don't know why you can't say the word invalid. Invalid. Oh, I'm sorry, invalid. Well, in, thank you. It's, I'm looking at invalid, but it's an invalid answer. Spelled the same way. Invalid. You're an invalid. I'm pre- I'm, I'm pretty much at that point I am. Um, they said gendered language. Use the word artificial instead of man-made. Artificial. They said uh, use the word humanity instead of mankind. We've heard that before. And I love this. Uh, in there are more nuanced examples. In the middle of that, the university reminds students not to use the words Negro. Retards and Oriental. I'm okay with that. You know what? What frightens me is that you're telling that me you're telling no, but it, you're telling me what to not say, what I can say, what I can't say. And who are you to tell me what I can and can't say? I don't care if somebody is hypersensitive. I don't. I don't care if they're that messed up by words. Tell them to ignore. Right? Free market. Don't talk to me. Simple as that. So anyway, you ready get for this? Beaten up using wait, a lot of those words. Wait, wait. I'm just saying. Um, the president of the campus free speech organization, Speech First, Nicole Neely, told Campus Reform that this is chilling, like I just said. She said discouraging students from using common terms because of an overt political agenda undermines the pursuit of truth. And saying ouch as a response to problematic language gives further credence to the, to the debunked and highly dangerous idea that speech is violent that's what it comes down to this that those are violent words don't say them Shh. don't say those violent words can you say the word violent because it's violent maybe maybe not maybe maybe not 832 tell you what we have to get to this story about joe biden bad week for joe biden he's not crazy he'll tell you um not good he's dropping in the polls now his brother's trying to make deals getting rich on his brother being the democrat nominee for president it's all coming up right on right on you mr on tucson.com you're shot at a trip to our iHeartRadio music festival and one thousand dollars spending cash now text the nationwide keyword grand to 200 200 you'll get a confirmation text and info standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest 839 hi it's tuesday garrett lewis with you knst am 780 tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, it is primary day. So you get to, uh, in Tucson, pick one of the commies to vote for uh, in the Democratic uh, race. And whoever wins will face off against Ed Ackerley. And then there's city council races. And I wish you the best of luck. Second thing that I think you need to know. You have a President Bob Robbins. Damn glad to meet you. Uh, good old Bobby Boy Brits had an email saying we're going to have welcome back to campus. Welcome to campus, depending on you. And uh, guess what? We're going to have campus conversations again. And the first person they, they're invited to be the, the speaker, because they're doing it a little differently, is a former illegal alien, now a hardcore lefty nut job um, that believes in all the transgender, non-binary, binary stuff, whatever. Dre period Aurora Chang is her name uh, from the university, from Loyola University in Chicago. And I'm trying to find out who chose her, how she's getting paid, how much she's getting paid. Uh, I have the information on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like and follow it. Third thing I think you need to know, we'll get into this in a second also, Joe Biden's, the whole family is corrupt, man. Now we find out that apparently Biden's brother was promising business executives sweet deals through his brother's presidential campaign. 
They're all trying to get rich off of uh, positions. He, if uh, Joe Biden's brother offered these companies his brother's help promoting their business ventures. Hmm. And now he's being sued over it. We'll get into that. Three things I think you need to know. What's yeah. that? What? Uh, you just figured this out. They all want to get rich. Yeah, they do. Except for Trump. When Trump, they, you know, man, remember yesterday we played the question. They asked. They asked Trump at the G7. Are you just trying to enrich yourself by wanting the, the G7 in America next year to be on one of your properties? He's like, listen, enrich myself. I don't get paid anything for a speech. I used to get paid for speeches. I'm going to probably lose three to five billion dollars when it's all said and done for being president because I'm not doing my other job, making money, and I'm putting money in my campaign. Holy smokes. Um, so there you go. Uh, now, I've, I'm getting some reaction, too, by the way, before the Biden stuff, about the campus conversation stuff and and, and other things, the PC stuff. Um, I love this one. It's not a campus conversation. It's a campus lecture by snide elitist leftists who think they know better than everybody else and that right are scum. That's true. And Sandy writes me, I grew up with the description Oriental. I find nothing offensive in this. Asian is so vague and could not and could be considered disparaging, not recognizing the diversity of Asian ethnicity. People from India look nothing like those from China and look different from those in northern Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Straight points. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. Um, so there's that. Now let's get to the Joe Biden story. Politico. Holy smokes. They really want to take down. I read this and I'm like, wow, they're coming out with this. And, and like, you notice the media, they're coming out with these hit stories on Biden now because they realize he can't do it. Like he is gaftastic and terrible. Who put the Biden soundbite from yesterday real quick when he, we found it where he promised people, I am not crazy. I just spoke at, a, at Dartmouth on health care. Yes. At the medical school or not. I guess I wasn't actually on the campus, but the people from the medical school were at the... I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. I'm not sure whether it's no. a medical school or where the hell I spoke, but it was on the campus. Oh, I don't know where I it am. It was on the campus and the dean of all of that. Yeah. So they realize Biden's dropping in the polls, if you want to believe them. Um, and and uh, Elizabeth Warren is, is shooting up. Notice the media's not doing really anything, like asking her, do you regret all this stuff about the Native American stuff? They let her say her big BS, I'm sorry, for 35, 40 years of lying about being an Indian. And they let it go. And now all these, all these hit pieces coming out about Joe Biden. They want to take him down because he's not. He's a wacko. They realize he can't win. And apparently he's not wacko enough. So a uh, story from, and by the way, I just got a text from Art Del Cueto. He wants to be part of this campus conversation. He told me I need to be invited. <laughs> well, call Bob Robbins. Damn glad to meet you. Or just do like you do here. Just show up and walk in. That's true. Yeah. We're a lot more welcoming, though, aren't we? Yes. I'd welcome any of these guys. They'd let illegals walk right in on the U of A campus right there and do that stuff, but they'd probably stop art. Mm. Guarantee it. Because mm. of his mustache. Anyway, so um, here's a story from Politico. Joe Biden's younger brother told potential business partners that Joe Biden would help their firm land business with court systems and would incorporate their health care model into his 2020 presidential campaign. These are allegations made in a court filing in Tennessee. The apparently allegations are consistent with others made over the years that relatives of Biden have sought to enrich themselves off of his public service, like his son, Hunter. But they go further. 
representing the first explicit claims that James Biden, Joe's brother, offered to have the former vice president use his clout to further private business interests. Now, these allegations come in sworn declarations made by executives at firms suing Biden's brother that were filed in federal court on Friday. Now, they do not allege any wrongdoing by Joe Biden or indicate that the former vice president had knowledge of his brother's alleged promises. Wow. Maybe, you know, can you get the Joe Biden cancer soundbite if you don't mind? Maybe this is part of it. Maybe he did know. The firm's Azam Medical Services and diverse medical management provide rural health care solutions. They sued James Biden, that's Joe's brother, and his business partners in June, claiming that beginning in 2017, the group offered disingenuously to partner with the firm's as part of a fraudulent scheme to bankrupt them and steal their business models. What? So Joe Biden's brother, they claim, and his business partners tried to bankrupt them and steal their models? In Friday, on the Friday filing, the three executives of the firms alleged new details about the interactions with James Biden. Remember, the only thing that he's really said about health care, besides saying that we can't really have Medicare for all, but we can, but we can't, but he did promise that somehow he was going to cure cancer. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Joe Joe Biden. That was one another another Biden gaffe right there. Um, you got it right there. There it is. Here we go. I promise you, uh, if I'm elected yes. president, you're going to see the single most important thing that changes in America is we're going to cure cancer. Yeah, we are. Uh, you think I'm- yeah. Is that, gonna is that how he's going to cure it? Is that he's going to? So let's get back to it. According to one of the declarations by Diverse Medical Management's CEO Michael Frey, James Biden, Joe's brother, suggested he would enlist his older brother's help in landing the firm contracts for court-ordered outpatient care. Can you imagine the outrage in the media if Don Jr was accused of promising contracts or a private company because his dad was the president. We lead story everywhere. The media ran with this garbage that Trump wanted to build a Trump Tower in Moscow offering Putin a free penthouse, which was never true. Frey, Jay, this, this is the CEO of Diverse Medical Management, James Frey, uh, Michael, I'm sorry, Michael Frey, Describes meeting James Biden in January of 2018 at a hospital in Pineville, Kentucky, where Frey was asked to make a presentation about his firm's operating model. He alleges during my presentation regarding intensive outpatient outpatient treatment, James Biden interrupted me to say, my brother needs to have you in every court system in America. I left the meeting very excited and optimistic about the future of diverse medical management, according to another declaration. So apparently James likes to just throw up words like Joe does. Mohammed Azam declared in the lead up to Biden's presidential campaign launch, James Biden promised in a phone call that the diverse medical management psychiatric care model would be used by Joe Biden as a part of his campaign. Azam alleges that in another phone call last fall, James mentioned that his brother's connections to labor unions and the VA would help. Diverse medical management expand its model nationwide. Wow. 
Similarly, now in a third declaration, you know, you got to check, double check, and triple check your sources, right? Mitchell Cohen, diverse medical management's former general counsel, alleges at a dinner outside of Philadelphia around early September of 2018, James Biden said his brother Joe's connections at the Department of Veterans Affairs, the VA, could help him help the firm land VA contracts. Cohen also alleged that James Biden stated he could f- facilitate contracts between diverse medical management and first responders based on relationships that his brother Joe had with certain labor unions. So they're all saying the same things, right? Those allegations echo the accounts that former executives at Paradigm Global Advisors, a defunct hedge fund firm once owned by James Biden and Hunter Biden, Joe's son, have previously given to Politico. The former Paradigm executive said James and Hunter spoke of their plans to capitalize on Joe Biden's ties to unions, including Fighter Fires Union, to land investments from union pension funds, although Paradigm did not successfully land such investments. So in response to the original complaint, James Biden, Joe's brother, and his associates denied engaging in any fraudulent scheme. That's it. Now, you really think James would just throw out his brother's name if he didn't think he could do it? If he couldn't enrich himself and then use his brother's political power to make it happen? I just wonder how many times in the past they've actually done it. These guys are just bitter. They were, listen, these companies, they were all set to take the, uh, you know, to, to dance with the devil and get these deals. So this is the first we're hearing about, well, not the first, this is the second time. You know, you had the hedge fund run by Joe Biden's son and Joe Biden's brother. Now Joe Biden's brother trying to, you know, promising everything to these other companies and then trying to steal their model. I wonder how many businesses did get rich and how many times James Biden and Hunter Biden did make money. And we know Hunter Biden made money uh, from a hedge fund, big, a billion dollar investment from uh, the, the, the State Bank of China. Mm-hmm. He flew to Air Force, on Air Force Two to China with his dad. These people are the ultimate politicians. They, they, are, they are just dripping with scum and dirt. They're in it not for the country. They're in it for themselves. Just like the Clintons. The Clintons with their ties to China. They were in it to make sure that they got rich. And the Chinese commie government's like, man, we could really just... I mean, the, the, the president of the United States doesn't care about his country. We could pay them off to get sweet deals and eventually take them over. Nice. And that's what the Chinese are hoping happens with Joe Biden. They own him. At least his son, they did. And now, I mean, look how dirty they are. Yeah, my brother with his political power. You know, my brother is vice president. We could make it happen. He has connections in unions. Oh, yeah. There should be investigations into this. And there always are. Nothing ever happens. I know. I know. Crazy, isn't it? I'll stick that story on my Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it. And again, the reason this, these are coming out now is because the media and the Democrats do not want Joe Biden to be the nominee. They're trying to throw the dirt out there. Have you heard any of this, by the way, discussed anywhere else? The political had the story, but anything? 852, do not go anywhere. Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM 790, Tucson's most... 857, Garrett Lewis with you right here, KNST, AM 792, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Oh, we have more to get to. Uh, Closing down uh, Chinese government... 
institutions on college campuses, except the U of A. That's coming up. Don't go anywhere. You know, I remember smoking was socially acceptable. Everybody pretty much was doing it. People smoked in malls and restaurants, even on airplanes. Now you get a lot of disapproving looks, especially from loved ones. So after many years of me smoking, I finally made the switch to Juul. Now there's no more worrying about the way my clothes smell or worrying about what people are going to say, because with Juul, everything is so much easier. Juul is a vaporizer that contains nicotine for a satisfying transition. Now, Juul was designed by smokers for smokers to be an alternative to cigarettes. Juul has no cigarette ash, zero odor, no mess. So if you're one of the 34 million adults in America that smoke, well, know that there is an alternative to cigarettes. Just go to Juul.com slash Switch America. That's J-U-U-L dot com slash Switch America. And warning, this product does contain nicotine, and nicotine is an addiction. 166. KNST Tucson. From the Trajan Wealth Studio. Your local fiduciary. TrajanWealth.com. This is KNST AM7. Rising.com. <laughs> yeah, it might be. With our relationship the way it is, yeah, it might be. Uh, but don't worry, you're, you're, not, you're not supposed to hear that. Uh, hi, it's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, 906 on KNST AM 792 Sons. Most stimulating talk. Oh, yes. Uh, listen, there are three things that I think you need to know. Number one. You have uh, today being the the primary day in Tucson, so you can vote for one of the three commie Democrats that's running for mayor, and then you have some some uh, some city council seats. Uh, I hope nothing bad happens, but it's Tucson, and the winner will go against at least the mayor race, the independent at Ackerley. Good luck. Second thing that I think you need to know. Uh, this story, is, I, I have a link in everything on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it about. Uh, Bob Robbins going to have more campus conversations, but changing the format a little bit. This time, somebody, some group or somebody at the U of A was trying to fi- find out how, who, I should say, um, invited a lefty kook wacko from Loyola University in Chicago. She's in charge of the uh, higher education. She is a, a former illegal alien from Guatemala. Illegally came to this country, I guess got citizenship, who knows, and she is now the director of higher education at Loyola University. She calls herself a social justice warrior and all kinds of stuff and is all about trans this and trans that. Uh, Good luck. Good luck. That's on my Facebook page. That that campus conversation will be October 16th. That's very inclusive, isn't it? What if you're not into it, right? Uh, Third thing that I think you need to know... Uh, is that Joe Biden's, I'll put this on my Facebook page, Joe Biden's brother apparently uh, being sued because he offered businesses the help of his brother's presidential campaign. Oh, boy. Apparently, he has done this over the years as well. He and Joe Biden's son have done this. Uh, they said, we can help you land biz- uh, business with court systems and incorporate your health care model into Joe's 2020 campaign trying to enrich themselves by doing this. And now they're being sued by that same company because they didn't they didn't follow through. Kind of strange, isn't it? Three things I think you need to know. All right, before we get to 
the, the fact that, I mean, this is great stuff. We talked about it, a, I think, probably over a year ago, maybe two years ago. The Confucius Institutes on college campuses around the country, including ASU and U of A, and how the Chinese government pays for all that, and the universities blindly take the money. And, like, nobody can go into these buildings that are on the campus. The Chinese government basically owns them. And I think it's all about spying. I mean, that's what it is, and stealing intellectual property. But uh, we're getting to a happy ending on that, okay? But before I get to that, there's an email I received. There's, there's some things I want to get to you. Um, got an email since today is primary day. You ready for this? This listener that I've met several times, I, there's no reason for, for me not to believe her. And she wrote me a pretty detailed email. You ready for this? There's a woman that she, uh, let's just say she works with. Okay, I don't want to give away what her job is and things like that. A woman that she works with lives in the city of Tucson and has received ballots for years. Four ballots to vote. Four. She writes me, she had recently been married, so she has one in her maiden name, one ballot in her married name, one in her dead mother's name who died nine years ago. And she keeps telling the city. She calls. She says, hey, my mom passed away. Please remove her name from the voter rolls. And then finally she gets one in her sister's name that had moved to another state. And whether it's the city of Tucson or, listen, Pima County. She keeps getting four ballots mailed to her every single election. And she keeps on calling the city saying, please take these people off the rolls. Please correct this. So my listener writes, I asked, since I don't live in the city, could I use one like her mom's or her sister's or something? And she laughed and said, no, she's going to be turning them in again. So she's honest and doesn't vote multiple times. She just turns in and says they don't, they can't vote. One's passed away, one's moved. This is my maiden name. Those are So good for her for being honest, but can you imagine the people that get multiple that do vote? And she's told the city over and over and over about that? And they laugh at us and mock us when we say there's voter fraud. Right? Uh, now, speaking of, uh, of voting, Politico had another story. Maybe they really just want... Um, Elizabeth Warren, I don't know, Pocahontas. Uh, Apparently, Bernie Sanders was a crank at a restaurant owner. A restaurant owner said Bernie Sanders was cranky, rude to his staff, didn't want to take pictures, shake anybody's hand. Ready for this one? The socialist didn't leave a tip during a campaign stop in San Francisco. Apparently, there's a legendary California restaurant. Been around for 111 years. John's Grill on Union Square. The owner said Bernie came in, was a cranky old man, rude to his staff. That's not smart. He said he was less than impressed by Bernie Sanders. Rude, didn't want to shake hands, didn't want to pose for photos. He told Politico, the owner of this restaurant, John Constant, told Politico it was all very nice except for Cranky Bernie. He was just rude, not friendly. I think he was hungry and he just didn't want to be a politician. He lost my vote. 
Well, your business owner, you were going to vote for him. Um, speaking to the San Francisco Chronicle, a spokesperson for John's Grill said it's unlike the owner to speak publicly and negatively about one of his customers, insisting the interaction with Sanders must have really been bad. Quote, Bernie had to be in a terrible mood. Anyone in the public eye needs to understand when it's time to order room service. Wow. Um, the spokesman for the restaurant said Lant- Sanders did leave a tip upon the exit of the premises. I thought it said in the speaking of the story he didn't leave a tip. Huh. So the top of the story says he didn't leave a tip, but in the story it says he does he did leave a tip. That's where I was confused by that. Anyway, let me keep going. Um so he said Sanders did leave a tip upon the their exit from the premises, and Sanders' wife Jane apologized to the staff for her husband's behavior. Cranky Hey, he's gonna be good to me with Putin, right? Hey, Putin, we're like brothers. Cranky old man, listen, get off the White House lawn. No Easter egg roll today. Nothing. Uh, Video captured by a local CBS reporter, Joe Vasquez, documented a very mad Bernie Sanders walking out from John's. Hey, Mr. Sanders, may I take a picture with you, please? Uh, No. No, I don't. I'm hungry. I don't want this. I'll give you a dollar. No, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> oh, man. You wouldn't say no to a dollar. Yes. Uh, I, well, somebody else's dollar you'd say yes to. I know. No, get away. No more. I want nothing to do with it. Apparently, uh, Pocahontas was there recently. And uh, the owner of the restaurant said she was wonderful, came into the kitchen, so complimentary of our staff, took individual photos of everyone, just the nicest lady. Just the, I wonder if she asked about any Native American dishes that they serve there. Can I show you how we Native Americans prepare fish? Can I, can I show you? Is it possible? <laughs> what do you want for? Leave me alone. Prepare fish? I don't know. There's got to be something. Um... He lost my vote. I was confused. I thought he didn't leave a tip. That's what it said at the top of the story from the Daily Mail when they took excerpts from the Politico. But then it said he did leave a tip. Uh, you ready for this? Yeah. Bernie ordered a lobster bisque, an heirloom tomato salad, and a Diet Coke. <laughs> That's where all the calories are at, right? Yeah, the diet. I love that. People I used to serve and bartend. Can we have uh, fries with extra ranch and a Diet Coke? Yeah, you got it. Oh, okay. But you know what? Smart thinking. You want to use your, your 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 carbs wisely. I'm okay with that. I'm all right. Um, but lobster. A man of the people. A commie ordering some lobster bisque. I mean, I know it's San Francisco. You got to get it when it's there, right? He got to dinner with his team of about 15 people. and uh, And again, he was just... No campaign face. He wasn't nice to any of the staff. Rude and cranky. I missed my nap today. Leave me alone. (laughs) So there you go. Rude and cranky Bernie Sanders. Yet you have the nice, the nice lying uh, Elizabeth Warren. (laughs) She was so kind to us and everything. All right. Capitalism at its best right there. 
Well, she needs people to like her because she's been a liar for so many years. Well, there, there's, there's that. There's that. Uh, let's do one other one that I have on on the docket that I haven't got a chance to talk about yet. Um, the conspiracy theories. Well, not even the conspiracy. I think they're theories, right? They're theories. So the latest of Jeffrey Epstein is that footage, some some security cam footage outside of the jail cell, unusable. No. No way. Really? Didn't see that coming. New York Post. It says video footage from at least one camera in the hallway outside of the jail cell is too damaged to be of any value for investigators that were looking into his death. I'm sorry, Washington Post. They cited three people briefed on the matter, said it's unclear why the footage from the Metropolitan Correctional Center was determined to be unusable. They said there uh, there is footage in better condition taken of the area. It's not clear if the issue with the footage is isolated or an ongoing problem at the facility. So you have people that aren't guards being guards that night. They randomly fall asleep for three hours and falsify the uh, the documents showing that they checked on them every 30 minutes. And then uh, just happens to be also that night the footage for the camera just didn't work. Right. Right. I'm sure there's nothing set up here, right? Nothing at all. Don't look. Don't look. It's it's okay. It's okay. So we have uh, uh, even more, more BS into the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing. That dude was whacked. It just can't get any more perfect than that. Am I right or am I right? All right, nine eighteen. We'll get to the, uh, the. This is a big deal here because you don't even. I didn't even realize Trump did this. There's more good things that he did that you didn't know about, and it's regarding the Chinese infiltrating our universities. Uh, ASU did the right thing. U of A, not so much. Not so much. I will explain coming up. Do not go anywhere. Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM 790, Tucson's back. Visit flagstonemedical.com. Just so you know, you can listen at home by telling Alexa, play KNST on iHeartRadio. Yeah, enjoy the stimulation. Nine twenty-four. Leave me alone. It's nine twenty-four. I'm typing things, putting things on Facebook. I know. I know. Talking about the Biden story. Up. There's a lot of things going on. We, a, lot a, lot of of a lot of things in the hopper. A lot of things in the hopper. A lot of things in the hopper. Hi, it's Garrett Lewis with you. KNST AM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. I actually put the video at knst.com of that uh, endocrinologist talking about it's child abuse, giving examples of why it's child abuse to treat children that claim to be. Uh, suffer from gender dysphoria. Like if a nine-year-old is like, I really, or 11-year-old, I really am a boy and it's a girl, you know, to give them the treatment, the hormones, the, uh, the uh, pumping them full of these drugs, how it's like child abuse. It's awful. And, you know, that's not going to be covered, of course. I guarantee you it's not going to be covered in the TUSD um, uh, uh, new sex ed program they're going to have that is pro-LGBTQA, whatever. Right? It's all ridiculous, all ridiculous there. So uh, you can see that video. It's four minutes on my page, knst.com. Enjoy it. So, uh, again, this was a big deal, and I actually asked Mark Fincham about this to deal with the uh, uh, what's going on the campuses here. In, 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 uh, he's a state rep, of course. Campuses here in Arizona. Because ASU and U of A had these things called Confucius Institutes. 
And I read about it, I think it was in the Washington uh, Free Beacon or the Washington Examiner or both, or even Politico. It's all about, you know what these things are? They, they basically, is Ch- the commie, commie uh, government of China was offering these universities all kinds of money to build um, on their campus and say it's all about the Chinese culture. But the rules are you can't, we, we only allow certain people in it. And it was really mysterious, and you really couldn't tell who was working there or what happened there. And I think it was all about, you know, stealing the research on the campus. That's what I think. And they were all over the country. Well, apparently, President Trump signed a law. Did you know? I didn't know about this. He signed a law last summer banning defense funding for these Chinese language programs at colleges that host these Confucius Institutes. And he requires colleges to make public their agreements with the organizations. This is a huge deal. Obama didn't do it. Bush didn't do it. They're all globalists. There's another thing Trump did to expose this stuff that's going on college campuses. Now China was trying to destroy us from within. Trump did a great thing. Now members of Congress are starting to pressure colleges in their states to dump these institutes. Because we're like this. Potential to spy and steal American research is what I've been saying. A Senate report found two and three colleges that hosted the institutes were violating the law by not reporting the Chinese funding to the Department of Education. So the story came out from the uh, from Arizona Republic that ASU closed the program in May. Apparently, ASU is looking at a $750,000 loss over five years to fund this, the language flagship program. So instead of dealing with a three-quarters of a million dollar loss, they just closed the Confucius Institutes. The Arizona Republic reports that ASU tried to get a waiver from the Defense Department that would let it continue to get Pentagon money while its Chinese government-funded center remained open. And apparently, very quietly, in May, ASU closed it before they got an answer back from the, uh, from the Defense Department, from the Pentagon. No other colleges received a waiver from the Defense Department for its institute, according to the Arizona Republic. At least 15 other universities have shuttered their Confucius Institutes in the past 18 months, according to the Arizona Republic. They've been accused, these, these Confucius centers, again, funded by the CHICOMs, have been accused of suppressing academic freedom, promoting Chinese government propaganda, all that stuff. But it's not like these universities are all of a sudden realizing we probably should side with our own country and not fund our enemy. They just don't want to deal with the loss. That's what it is. But whatever it takes. But it shows you where academia is, right? If there was a Trump Institute, you think they'd let them on the campus? Hell no. So here's the thing. ASU did the right thing and they shut it down. They shut it down. However, here in Tucson, University of Arizona, their Confucius Institute, it's open. The College Fix reports it once employed one of the most famous non-Chinese people in China, the American entertainer Charlotte McInnes. Never heard of her. She works at the U of A's global office as assistant director of the department's China programs. So ASU shuts it down. I'm sorry, ASU shuts it down. But U of A is keeping it open. Come on, Bob. Bob Robbins, damn glad to meet you. What are you doing to stop this, Bob? 
going to have the stupid campus conversations again. This one with a lefty kook waiting to hear back from the, the U of A people on who chose her, how they chose her, what they're paying her, and who's paying for it. We'll see if that happens. And they're still keeping this uh, this Chicom study. I'm sorry, this Chicom uh, spying building open. I mean, considering they have that right so close to Raytheon, and I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Uh, Nine thirty on KNST. We can get your reaction to this eight eight zero KNST eight eight zero five six seven eight. But we also have to get you an update. Apparently, I mentioned earlier Pocahontas. You know, the media is kind of letting it slide. They're going after Joe Biden, but Pocahontas is getting away with it. Apparently, Pocahontas now has some issues. I'll explain that. And uh, apparently, African migrants are upset with the country of Mexico. Wait till you hear why. It's all coming up in about six minutes right here on KSTheHouses.com. 937. Garrett Lewis with you. KNST AM 792 Sons. Most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, it is primary day in Tucson, so you can vote for your uh, commie choice of the three for mayor. And then one of them will take on Ed Ackerley, as he's the only independent. And there's no Republican on the ballot because the Pima GOP is really, really good at what they do and smooth in their operation. Second thing that I think you need to know is uh, Bob Robbins uh, wrote an email welcoming new students and welcoming back uh, returning students to the U of A. And in it, he also wrote that uh, we are continuing with our campus conversation. And I went to the website and you can listen. I have the website link on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis radio, where the first campus conversation is going to be one woman talking about how apparently she uh, came here illegally from Guatemala and uh, she is all about transgender stuff. She's a social justice warrior. She's the head of director of education at Loyola University in Chicago. And she, her name is Dre period Aurora uh, Chang. D-R-A period. That's her first name, I guess. I, I, don't, I don't know. Anyway, so they're having illegal aliens. A way to be inclusive. One, one, one mindset. So that's really welcoming to everybody, right? Of course, the people that want law and order and stuff like that, screw them. People that wanted to hear from Border Patrol, screw them. Way to go, Bob. Third thing, I think, again, that's on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio, like and follow it. Third thing, I think you need to know, I just put this story on my Facebook page, Politico has it, showing that Joe Biden's brother was telling uh, companies, yeah, we'll do business with you, and my brother, yes, my brother will incorporate your business model in my brother's uh, 2020 Democratic presidential campaign, and now he's being sued. Uh, it's been in court. So he is being sued for that. Uh, and, and and it's not enough. And political brought up in the story I, I linked up um, how Joe Biden's brother has done this in the past. And uh, his, even his son has done this in the past, which we know about. Can you imagine if a Trump family member was trying to enrich themselves because their dad is president? Maybe like the biggest scandal ever. Three things I think you need to know. So. Let me give you some updates real quick. We have some updates right here also. Um, uh, Pocahontas. I mentioned her earlier because I'm like, man, all of a sudden these hit stories. Yeah, these hit stories are coming out uh, on on Joe Biden. Uh, as a matter of fact, Linda Sarsour, she is an, uh, she's an anti-Semite, big, uh, big socialist Democrat, uh, co-founder of the Vagina March. She came out and said... She's worried about Joe's health. 
It can't just be all gaffes. Wow. By the way, apparently MSNBC reports that Joe Biden is polling 6% with under 50 voters. Tied with Andrew Yang, who said, We need to all move to higher ground because global warming is real. So he's now in a statistical three-way tie with Pocahontas and Crazy Bernie. Can you imagine that as your trifecta? Like, you're a Democrat. Before I go any further, that's your big, like, that's your thing? Man, we have a real good shot against Trump. We got creepy Joe Biden. We we have Pocahontas. And we have Crazy Bernie. So you have an out-and-out socialist. You have a Democrat that has never been right about anything, says stupid things all the time. And uh, you dropped out out of the presidential race in 88 because of plagiarizing. I mean, yeah, that. And then you have a woman that claimed to be an Indian for 30 years. These are the best three things that you have. The best 330 million people in this country. These are the best three you can put forward. Wow. I like what Newt said. He said, I'm not, I'm not going nuts. Maybe the strangest campaign slogan ever. I think it may be the best. Well, second best to make America great again. So anyway, um, Pocahontas also seems to be in a bit of trouble. Um, apparently, the Native Americans are not accepting her apologies. Not all of them. Some of them are. Yeah, it is a big freaking deal. Politico spoke to some of uh, Pocahontas' Native American critics. And it says here, some say they'll not be able to vote for her in either the primary or general. Others want to see what she can do. But it says here from Politico, a Cherokee citizen and educator named Joseph Pierce said it's a good strategy for her. It does, But it doesn't address the central issue of Cherokee sovereignty. How will you repair the harm you have caused? She has not even admitted what harm what the harm was. A Cherokee journalist named Rebecca Nagel tweeted that Elizabeth Pocahontas, I should say, should have said instead, quote, my family and I are white. It was my privilege to never question what my parents told me. And those of us who falsely claim native identity undermine this fight for sovereignty. But that hasn't happened. Um, this journalist, this Native American journalist, told Politico, what I fear most is that if she does become the nominee, then it's going to be this ugly front and center issue where basically native identity is going to be weaponized. If Warren doesn't take care of this in the primary stage, I don't think she's going to be able to do it in a general against Trump. Now, some Native Americans are giving her the benefit of the doubt. Um, she did Ju- take a DNA test. Well, and she did. Julian Brave Noisecat, member of the Kanim Lake Band Tuskenon, has applauded Warren for rebuilding relationships in the Native community. He found it encouraging that she opened with an apology last Monday and used the term harm. Some of the pain, some of the things people wanted to say. It's hard for me to imagine any politician saying that verbatim. We should stop providing fodder to that. You don't have to vote for her. Gaia C. Ross, member of the Blackfeet Nation, said to a uh, Seattle alternative newspaper, "Warren's robust policy platform rights so many wrongs. If if it's executed properly, of course." So you have that. Um. So there, there are some issues with her, right? Uh, it says here in Politico, the Native American community members say they are increasingly worried about tribal sovereignty. They say people misunderstand Native identity as a race instead of political status. They're irked about loose definitions that lead to scandals, like the one that was broken by an L.A. Times investigation. You ready for this? Found that white entrepreneurs claimed Cherokee Heritage won over $300 million in contracts meant for minority-owned businesses. 
Minority on okay. There you have it. Do you remember what Warren said? Can you throw me up over there, if you don't mind? Just just to give you a heads up, okay? Listen to this. Listen to this. Um, careful. By the way, the new walk our tribes serve their citizens and their neighbors. The message I hear from Indian country is one of resilience and hope. Now, before I go any further in this, I want to say this. Like anyone who's being honest with themselves, I know that I have made mistakes. I am <laughs> sorry for harm I have caused. I have listened and I have learned a lot. And I am grateful for the many conversations that we've had together. It is a great honor to be able to partner with Indian country. And that's what I've tried to do as a senator. And that's what I promise I will do as President of the United States. Can you imagine, by the way, I mean, she spent 30-something years claiming she's a Native American to get ahead, to get jobs. I don't, I don't understand how any Native American could vote for her. She, she lied about being you to take advantage of the benefits. And then that's the response? That's the apology? Yeah. I learned. Yeah. Man. She admitted she's not a person of color. Not a citizen of the tribe. She didn't take any responsibility or total responsibility for it. Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas. Again, I just don't understand it. I mean, it's... What is it not to understand? Can you imagine if somebody claimed to be black, like that Rachel Dolezal? She did. And uh, it turns out she's full of crap, but she was... Either she was messed up or she was doing it for the benefits or whatever. Or yeah. Advantages. I mean, nobody in the black community accepts her. No. They're mad. I don't know why Native Americans aren't mad. This woman lied about this for decades to get jobs. Eric, welcome to KNST. Hello, Eric. Hey, hi. How's it going, Garrett? What's up, man? Well, I just thought, uh, uh, you know, since um, Pocahontas is now uh, uh, saying that she's uh, she's doing harm, uh, I think that she, sh- I think she should be uh, uh, she should be forced to pay reparations to the Native Americans uh, who should have been entitled to the education from our finest institutions that uh, uh, she received. Uh, I think she should pay all that money back, and uh, she should pay uh, penalties for the number of years from the time it started to now, because there's a lot of people that I'm sure her education ended up uh, uh, stealing the whatever grants, whatever money, whatever leg up she got that should have gone to uh, uh, the Native American population instead. There you go. Listen, I like the way you're thinking, Eric. It's a great idea. Thank you for the phone call. I mean, they're trying to give reparations to everybody else, to black people, uh, you know, that aren't slaves, that were never slaves, paid by people like me that never owned slaves, my family never owned slaves. Um, why, why not? Everybody wants reparations except, except this. You're right. How about reparations to people that uh, didn't get the job because she did, because she filled a quota? Exactly what How he about, was saying earlier. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, it, not just the natives, but just those people. Yeah. 949. Don't go anywhere. Um, so... Pocahontas is having problems. Bernie's a cranky old man. Joe Biden's brother is trying to get rich just like his son did by offering Joe's political power. Democrats are a freaking mess. However, you won't hear that on the mainstream media. Not a mess. 
finally being exposed. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Coming back, um, apparently African migrants very, very upset that they can't get here illegally. I'll explain. This is this is epic, what was said. I'll explain coming up. Do not go anywhere. Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 792. Learn more. All right, we're almost there. It's 9.53. It's your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790. Tucson's most stimulating talk. Going to be 107 today. It's going to cool down to 103 with a slight chance of rain tomorrow. Same thing on Thursday. Cool down to a chilly 100. 100. So what you're saying, saying is I shouldn't go out and work in the garage this afternoon. No, but I can't stop you. But don't call and say you're not coming in because you passed out or something like that. <laughs> Will you call and tell my wife I shouldn't be out in the heat? Get out of here. Clean the garage! That's your problem. That's your problem. I see how it is. So, Just abandon me. Uh, yeah, I'm all by myself. So uh, Breitbart has a story. They have an excerpt from Politico. This is awesome. You want to know how well Trump's policy of remain in Mexico is? You want to know how well it's working? You want to know how awesome it is? Well, illegal aliens are mad. Well, future, they would be illegal aliens if they cross the border. Hundreds of African migrants. Reminds me, you ever see that, uh, what was, Get Him to the Greek? With uh, Jonah Hill and Russell Brand. Yes. And he wrote the song African Child. Yes. Reminds me. Hundreds of African migrants are finding themselves trapped in Mexico. In the southern border region of Mexico. They can't get up anymore. Why? Because these new immigration rules. They don't give them any kind of safe passage to America. Remember this? Trump said tariffs on you, Mexico, and they said, okay, we'll change. Now they have to naturalize in Mexico or leave. So a Cameroonian migrant named Esteban Azu, a 37-year-old, he said he paid human smugglers $8,000 to get him to America. Ready? He said he went from Cameroon, his home country, to Turkey, to Ecuador, to Colombia, to Panama, to Costa Rica, to Nicaragua, to Honduras, Guatemala, and finally Mexico. Holy smokes. How many countries is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, with nine. In his own country, ten. Ready for this? He said, I arrived in Tapachula a month ago. I left Cameroon and went directly to Ecuador. From there to Colombia. I climbed mountains, walked through the jungle to find this S. This S, they don't feed me. They don't give me anything. I'm very angry with the government of Mexico. This is not normal. This is bull bleep. We need a solution. We just want to get out of here. Thank you, Mr. President. You want to know why? The old rules, he would have got here? Probably taking a job from an American. Claims to be a plumber by trade. Plumber. You don't think he'd work for 10 bucks an hour? Eight bucks an hour off the books? Plumber by trade now finds himself trapped in the southern Mexican state of Chiapas. All because of June 7th. The rule change on June 7th. Before that, over 1,100 African migrants actually went to a single Texas Border Patrol sector in a five-week period. Not so much now. Because before this, remember, they were said they we were overcrowded. They said, all right, here's a piece of paper. Show up. We can only detain you for 20 days. Show up. 
and uh, let us know if asylum works and if, if you're if you're worthy. And they never show up. They never do. Uh, it says here, Animal Politico interviewed dozens of migrants, mostly Africans, who said the same story. They were ordered to go to their regularization office or they may apply for asylum in Mexico. Neither option is said to be acceptable as their stated goal is to enter U- the United States. Animal Politico, I'm not making this up, said they do not want to request refuge in Chiapas because they don't want to do so, because they want to do so in the U.S. How about that? We just want to go there. And we talked to Todd Benzman from the Center for Immigration Studies last month, right? Or just a few weeks ago, actually. And he said he was down in Mexico and he interviewed migrants from Guatemala and Honduras. And they all told him, we're going home. We're not waiting for this. And he said, but wait a second, you're, go- you're going home because the rule wouldn't let them just come to America? I thought it was dangerous and stuff. We don't care. It's not so bad there. It sucks here. We're going home. Man. So since this uh, agreement was reached, multiple groups of African migrants, mostly FAM units, crossed in the same area in, in Texas. On June 5th, agents apprehended a group of 34. It was more than 500 less than a week. But remember, June 7th, everything changed. Sharp decreases ever since. Isn't that great? All right, go to KNSD.com. Uh, TUSD, their big sex ed program. A doctor said it's child abuse to transition children. Child abuse. Go see it for yourself. 9166. KNST. Tucson. From the Trajan Wealth Studio. Your local fiduciary. TrajanWealth.com. This is KNST AM 7-